0: Welcome to ShoeCast, Shoe's very own podcast. This series of ShoeCast will explore everything from trends in the digital world to advise on how we can play to your strengths and overcome personal and work challenges. We're featuring some amazing industry guests. who will also be sharing their experiences within their field. Alongside me, I'm Rachel, the Chief Operations Officer at Shoe. And there will be Chris, our Chief Vision Officer, and also our guest host. Hope you enjoy our series this autumn. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shoecast. And um, today we have um, the lovely Deborah Ogden joining us. Um, absolutely fantastic personal branding lady um, has managed to help me over survive the last two years of <laughs> COVID. Um, and also not just that but actually has been um, a real inspiration for me over the last sort of 10 years (laughs) Uh, and um, funnily enough being able to go on one of Deborah's retreats Um, sort of earlier this year, which has massively helped me with my personal brand and um, imposter syndrome that I've suffered with. So welcome to ShoeCast, Deborah, and thank you for joining us. Do you want to tell us a little bit sort of about you and kind of your journey to begin with, to sort of let the audience know? (laughs) Oh, thank you, Rachel. What a lovely introduction. Uh, Yes, we've known each other a
1: long time, haven't we? Yeah. And um, it's been brilliant seeing uh, Shoe grow and, and all that you've achieved um so yes i work with people to well when it boils down to it it's all about confidence but what i work with people is to have that powerful personal brand how they show up how people buy into them and how they connect with people and it's really interesting you've heard me say this before but i set up the business 11 years ago and nobody knew what personal branding was um but i don't know if it's if it's accelerated due to lockdown but people realize the importance of visibility and And certainly nowadays, um, I was reading something the other day. I know you're a fan of Simon Sinek. He was saying that it's not business to business anymore. It's not even business to customer. It's person to person. And for me, that that sums up personal branding. Why would somebody want to work with you? Um, It's funny, I was talking to somebody the other day as well that um, is a customer, uh, a client I work with quite a few years ago and he said oh Deborah, I think you were ahead of the curve when it comes to this and it made me smile because you know me and that's that's not really my thing but actually I've been talking about this for many many years um I set off life as a a solicitor and um could never understand why people there was this perception and need that you lead needed to be professional, which meant that you had to leave your personality at home. And I never really got that. And, you know i've said to you before i was never the best at anything i was never the cleverest cleverest i was always the one that was last picked in pe you know that feeling <laughs> oh yeah
0: yeah um, that's me <laughs> uh,
1: i was never the one that got the highest marks i was never the funniest never the prettiest never the most popular all those things that matter to you when you're younger and um I learned that there's another way of going about things and about knowing who you are and showing up. And I realized there was something in this and finding a love of marketing communications i worked in um sports media for a long time i was media manager at old trafford cricket ground um working for lancashire county cricket club but also for the international test match ground and working with people like freddie flintoff that people will know of and and recognizing those brands as well and how uh, my role was to put not for me to be in front of the camera but to put the right person in front of the camera and that was about matching the person with the business brand so with the right sponsor uh, for the right opportunity and again even going back all those years that was personal branding so Cut a, a long story short, uh, when I decided to set up my own business uh, 11, 12 years ago, I think everyone thought I'd set up a comms organization. And I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to pursue this personal branding. I called it profile and reputation in those days, but I thought, I'm thought i going to pursue this and see, see where it takes me.
0: And here we are.
1: How can it be 11 years on? How can we have known each other 10 years?
0: I know it's crazy. Um, From the days of working at BIY, AKA Business in Yorkshire, um, it's a very long time. And I was obviously a lot younger then, and I'm in a very different headspace. Um, But I met some great people, um, which is fantastic, who also not just become business. Uh, business friends but friends as well so it's it's been a, it's been a fantastic journey and inspiration for me to sort of set up shoe as well at the same time so and um, a good a good a good um um i suppose a good source of um friends and inspiration there from everybody it's about working in collaboration and and meeting some great people isn't it it's not just about selling it people yeah.
1: And isn't that another great example of personal brand in that I know that in our network, we have a, a ver- our networks overlap. And even though we live in, you know, I'm based near Home Firth, you're based up near Ilkley, So we're in different, very different parts of Yorkshire. Um, and yes, our areas of business overlap. But we have, you know, we have very similar people in our business field. And what B.I.Y. did was it attracted like people. And I often think what there was some magic there because the people that I met there I am still in contact with, and not just in contact with, you know, my Debbie, our our accountant, but Paul Dodd, who's done all my branding. You know, there were some really great people that I met there that I still work very closely with. And that's all, you know, it gets thrown around people by people, but it's about that connection and true connection so that you build those relationships of trust that you want to work with people like that.
0: Yeah most definitely and I think that that's the key isn't it that's like you just said, I think you mentioned earlier it's person to person it's very much like about people buying people and I think that's key Um, especially at the moment I think at the moment we're in this hybrid world I think we've had many discussions about this in the impact club about how how do you make that that make yourself visible and make you have that impact when you're not necessarily in the office all the time. I mean, what, Let's probably like dive sort of dive dive a bit deeper, as they say, into that one and kind of like how how do we show up when we're in this hybrid world? And I suppose if you're looking for that sort of next step up in in your job role, um, and you don't necessarily meet that, I suppose if you're in a law firm, you're not going to see that managing partner or your boss every day. So how 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 do you kind of show up in this mixed world we live in now?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's a great question, and I, I do. Believe that that is why I've seen such an increase in the number of incoming inquiries about uh, working with me and from bigger companies as well. So, there were always, I've worked a lot in um, the legal sphere, but also in digital and young entrepreneurs, they got it. But I'm now getting the much bigger law firms, uh, the corporate um clients coming to me because they now know that personal branding isn't a nice to have it is something that we absolutely have to get right and that's if you work within an organization or you run your own business because people forget that um really great example i was talking with um the head of a head of lnd at an organization last week and they were saying that people are some of their team and this is their talents. So are really you know um people that are going to go a long way within the organization are so fo- task focused sometimes that they forget about the impact that they have as people and because it's easy to do it or it is simple it seems easy to do it I would say as you'll have heard me say many times it's simple but it's not actually easy when it's simple to do or it's easy to do it's easy not to do it so remembering to shake hands with people remembering to follow up on a call remembering to really listen to people and put your phone away all these things that sound so small and so obvious so many people don't do them and it's about you know we've just talked about networks it's about building your network within an organization i work with a chap um few years ago now and he was a global work for a global organization and he was one below the board and the big thing that we worked at was building his network internally not externally so that the right people knew him but not just knew him it was who he was what he did and how he did it which for me are the three components of a personal brand so just going back to your question of this hybrid working, it's, it's making sure that when we do share, I think often we are tempted, aren't we, to want our work to speak for itself. And yeah. we don't want to be seen as showy. We don't want to be seen as pushy. And uh, we think, oh, what will people think if I start sharing on social media, on LinkedIn? And it's about... Knowing who your audience are. So, you need to know what your goals are. Why are you being visible? What is the purpose behind that? And then knowing who you need to be visible in front of. And by having that absolute clarity, you can then get in front of the right people on the right platforms. And all of a sudden, Once you do that, then you don't need to worry about the people that aren't your people, because they're not going to engage with you anyway. So, um, yeah, I think there is this make sure you know why you're doing it and who who you need to be in front of. And as you've just hinted at the Impact Club there. This was something that, you know, about I think it's two years ago now, Mm -hmm. um, when my work was all face to face. I was very lucky that I was quite a long way down the line with working online. Um, but I had to do that lovely word pivot and, um, you know, look at how I could then bring my uh, offering to an online audience. And that's when I set up the Impact Club, because I realised that a lot of people were struggling with the visibility. They were struggling with the accountability piece of visibility. So they knew they needed to do it. But by having somebody that would say to them, have you done that this week? You said you were going to post three times on LinkedIn. I haven't seen anything yet. Have you done it? Um, I think that is helping people move forward. So um, it's, it's massive and it's not going away.
0: Yeah definitely and I'm I'm, I'm see, sort of seeing obviously LinkedIn's kind of the, the platform for professionals right now and, and probably people dabbling a little bit of sort of Twitter as well um in terms of being that sort of prof- I know a lot of barristers and law people are on that I know we're picking on law but I think that's kind of you've mm. got a background in that so you can relate to it a bit more um, but LinkedIn is is an interesting platform. I had a conversation with a barrister the other day and um, she was telling me that they're Chambers are actually sort of pushing them to sort of be more proactive on LinkedIn, which was interesting. Obviously, they use Twitter quite a bit, um, but technically, in that world, she said they're they're self-employed, which I didn't kind of hadn't crossed my yeah. mind. Yeah. Um. And yeah. I was thinking, I said to her, "You really need to be on LinkedIn." But I think it's being on LinkedIn. It's about sort of being your authentic self, isn't it? I know we talked about the the peach bowl, and <laughs> I can't remember the lady's name, but that favourite quote you always yeah.
1: use. Yeah. The, the Von Teese, the burlesque artist yes yeah Even the uh juiciest ripest peach in the bowl there will be still people who
0: hate peaches so it's just letting that go yeah. and understanding that um De- definitely um, but yeah linkedin's obviously we want that to you need to be your true self don't you because otherwise you're not going to be ba- when you show up at that person face to face you can be completely different and sometimes on linkedin i see sort of some very interesting personalities on there but and they're not being really them so over to you <laughs> kind of yeah. like authentic self
1: <laughs> yeah and um just you know you said about barristers and law but um what is happening there i mean there've been huge shifts in the legal mm-hmm. profession over the last well 10 15 years but you've got young uh, what we're now, but Gen, Gen, Gen Z. Z people coming through. And they are on TikTok and they are on Twitter and they are on LinkedIn and they are being authentic and they want to show up as themselves rather than the person I was talking about who left their personality at home. You know, people, you know, we both know Jodie, Jodie Hill at Thrive. Yeah. She's a great example of somebody who has used her personal brand aligned with the business brand and this is what's what uh, a lot of professionals and business people are doing now that you have that business brand but then you have your personal brand that sits alongside it which allows you to bring the personality into the business brand and you and chris do this so well at shoe but it's about, it allows you to be more human so that people buy into that. And the only way you can do that is by being authentic.
0: Yeah absolutely i think that that's one of the key things i managed to get myself on video thanks to deborah so um i'm actually posting my videos out on on linkedin i always go do a big gulp when i post it but i'm thinking i've just got to suck it up and deal with it now
1: (laughs) and you get you're so good because you know you've done the brilliant ones with jj um rachel's horse so you've done the brilliant ones when you've been with jj but you, you just give us a snapshot, and, and I love that. I look forward to them because it's given me a snapshot into your life, and that's where I decide whether I like you, whether I trust you, and people think, oh, yes, I align to this person and their personality. And it was fascinating. I was talking to a photographer um, yesterday, and she was saying that they've seen um, that people are moving organisations And so the business brand changes, um, but they very much want to keep their personal brand to the forefront. And that's where LinkedIn is very clever in that even though you are moving organizations, your LinkedIn profile is personal. And I think people forget that sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's about having a compelling um, you, I quite often, if I'm working with an organisation, I'll I'll pull up all the LinkedIn profiles, and they could virtually all be the same person. Something happens when we go on LinkedIn; we lose our personality, and uh, we we stop, you know, being authentic, and we go into this professional speak, which is virtually. Um, there's a great lady, Nikki Pattinson, who I've worked with in the past, and she took calls it trans speak. Um, we sort of lose any connection because there's words like professional, um, I'm enthusiastic, uh, attention to detail, and they are ways of describing ourselves. But it's about adding that little bit of authenticity. That, and actually being authentic is 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 slightly becoming one of those words. But it's about being ourselves and showing up with our personality, and and sometimes and and. You know I talk about this a lot. When it comes to doing video, some of my videos, um, you know, the, the doorbell might ring in the middle of it or I forget what I'm going to say, I forget my word, but I'm having a conversation with my audience and or with the person who's watching, and, and that's what you want it to be. It's that true connection, and as soon as it becomes too perfect – says the recovering perfectionist here, but as soon as it becomes too perfect, then it becomes too polished and people lose some of that magic dust.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's probably very similar in that way about being the perfectionist and having to put on the full face before I kind of went on video. And and I think over the last two years, kind of not being out as much, um, being on and having to be forced to go on calls such as Zoom, Google Meet, Teams and stuff. I'm kind of thinking I can't put like a full face of makeup on, like I'm off Mm. off to kind of get on a party or whatever. Um, I'm thinking, you know, I just need to show up as me. You know, I don't wear that amount of makeup every day, it just obviously on special occasions. So it's definitely kind of changed my perspective on kind of showing up on video. So that for sure. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I do think that that's one of the things that lockdown and the pandemic has helped us with that um i mean i'm i am going back into my office um next month but you know my office has been this back bedroom for the last two years so you've got we've had an insight into people's homes um you know you've got the dogs i can see the dogs um, (laughs) uh, passed in in the background on camera you know we've got to see people's pets we've got to see people's children when we were homeschooling um people are more casually dressed so it has relaxed i think there is just um sort of a, a word of warning there for people though because i i still believe there are boundaries and um had a conversation with somebody um, a few months ago who they actually lost a piece of or well, one of their clients lost a piece of work because one of their team has shown up with a pot noodle in the background of the zoom call and they felt that that didn't represent the business brand as well as it could have done and therefore they felt that that attention to detail was lacking so It's always thinking about what are we communicating? Um, I'm very careful what's in the background when I'm working from home. So what are we communicating about our brand? Now, Cosmo is very much a part of your brand. So, um, you know, it's brilliant that you can see him in the background. But it's just being aware of that and what we are communicating, whether it's, you know, how we dress, how we show up, our background um the you know even how we show up on the screen with the camera the microphone is it slick um so I, i think people have to just be careful that they are Showing up as themselves but as their best selves,
0: yeah, definitely. And that's something we did at the start of well during lockdown. We changed the wallpaper so it mirrored more Mm -hmm. of our sort of reband and our new colors. And then recently, actually, and somebody you know, and he's over your way, Mike Hall, um, actually commissioned a piece of artwork from him to go on our wall there. So that's um, just to make our calls a little bit better. And it's very much on brand, He's, uh, he's picked all our sort of colors according to our Pantone stuff which is brilliant so we're just sitting it there for now we're not sure where we're positioning it so it's like a piece of artwork. you have to keep moving it around don't you until you kind of find the perfect spot right so. place yeah I spotted that when we came on the call it looks fabulous yeah it's amazing I didn't realize how big it was when he brought it to us last week so um which was great but anyway um but yeah it's, it is definitely about showing up like the social media platforms are out there they they're, they're there they're there as a tool for everybody really um, to kind of make make them stand out and show up and um, and I think it's really important I think businesses need to start understanding that it's it's about the people that work for them as well and there's a lot of work I think going into employee value propositions now and yeah. um, actually yeah. having um, some companies we're working with now are actually having sort of social media pages just dedicated to demonstrating that company culture so they're really embracing try, embracing sort of that social media world and also what's going on in their culture their background the people that work for them and i think that's that's probably because of the last two years that's that that's made a difference um so it'll be interesting to see how um sort of companies embrace that that personal brand probably the larger organizations may feel a bit nervous but then they also have to think about they're trying to recruit people as well now and we're in that that great resignation world so seeing the people that you're going to be working with is going to be equally as important.
1: Um, oh, I mean um, I've I've had a lot of interest in, in employer branding as well and you know they all overlap at the end of the yeah. day the employer brand is a, a merge of the business brand and the individual people brand yeah. personal <laughs> brands within it and but you know it, it's not rocket science if you think that well if you look after your staff and they're happy, then they're going to talk about it. And, you know, it's what they put on social media, and it's what they see. You've got advocates there, but it's also what they're saying down in the pub as well, which is is massive. And I know an area that you know well, the hospitality industry. I've done a lot of work with um, uh, a brilliant employer, St Andrews, the old course up in St Andrews, that have just hosted the Open. And their head of um head of HR is right across this employer branding because they want, you know, they have this massive five-star brand. So they have to attract five-star people, which means providing a five-star um EVP and and therefore and culture and you know, employer value propositions. So it, it all fits um beautifully. And one of the things that you mentioned before about the social media. You know, I'm a big believer that it's about finding the platform that works for you. So one of the things I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday and um, she said, I've not seen you for about three years, Deborah, but you seem to, your brand seemed to rocket during lockdown. Do you think it was down to your podcast? Now, I do think my, you know, my podcast was a, a way of getting to a new audience, but honestly it's about showing up consistently and i know this is something that you advocate at at shoe and you know uh supplementing that with paid advertising as well to really make your mark but it's about finding the platform you and i both know a lady called anna that is you know the last person in the world that would stand on a stage and speak or perhaps even go on a podcast but her written word is, is just stunning and she connects with her audience through the written word. So I'm a big believer in finding what your strengths are and going back to what I said before, having clarity on your goal, clarity on your audience, clarity on why you're doing this and then finding the platform that really works for you so that you can then show up being comfortable, being confident and connect with the audience that you need to be visible in front of
0: yeah no i definitely agree with all of that and um had still still loving the impact club um even if it's t- um are we on 2.0 now yeah impact um, club 2.0 0. so we're on our monthly
1: calls aren't we yeah with, absolutely um, yeah a, vi- a training video every month for everybody to work through and then our accountability call which right. um yeah it's going well and i've had quite a few new sign-ups as well which is super
0: which is brilliant. Yeah, absolutely recommend the Impact Club for those of you that don't know Deborah and um, kind of want, want to get a bit of a flavour of how she works. It's a great starting point. Um, to and, and I've met some great people on the call. Some of them I've never met in physical life until we had the Christmas celebration. So and I was talking about Christmas already, but uh, hopefully you'll organise another one. Um, oh, that's it from- <laughs>
1: X yeah, gonna have have a, I was talking about this yesterday and thinking about sorting out the Christmas social, and I think we might have a summer social next year as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, now, the now we're a bit more comfortable with living with COVID. Now I think people yeah. are happy to can and kind of move around, and, and and which is great. But anyway, Deborah, thank you so much for your time today. Um, it's been really interesting to sort of hear more about the Impact Club, the work that you've been doing over the last couple of years, how you pivoted, but also sharing some knowledge and some top tips of how people can show up on their LinkedIn and and all their sort of chosen platforms really. Um, so thank you very much.
1: No problem at all. Thanks, Ray. I've loved it.